Welcome, friends, to the Love Your People Well podcast. We are here for episode 109, and we are prepping for the Christmas holiday and maybe even New Year's. <laughs> and uh, we're talking today about kind of a reality check that hopefully you have never experienced, but I know it does happen for a lot of us that the family time at the holidays, it can sometimes just totally fall apart. Like people are bickering and grumbling and whiny and your, you know, your great uncle so-and-so is talking politics and everyone feels awkward and people are late and there's so many things that can go wrong at the holidays. And we want to talk today about how do we prevent that from happening and what do we do if things fall apart anyway? And I hope that this conversation winds up being totally meaningless for you because you do have a wonderful holiday. (laughs) But just in case it doesn't quite go in that direction, I know this will be a helpful, helpful conversation and some helpful ideas to, to just have in your back pocket so that if you start to notice, ooh, this is not going the way I want it to go, that you can hopefully turn things around and create some wonderful memories. So friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. So Christmas is in just a few days. You might already be traveling, waiting in the airport for that flight while you're listening to this podcast. Um, Or, you know, you might be listening after the fact thinking, oh yeah, things totally fell apart. What ideas do you have for getting things back on track? Wherever you are at, my friend, I do want to say Merry Christmas. This is such a wonderful time of year. And not just because of the family time and the memories we get to make, of course, that is wonderful. But let's all just remember and celebrate the reality of why we celebrate Christmas in the first place. The reality of Jesus Christ coming to earth, fully God, fully man. I was just actually uh, this morning listening to, um, it wasn't even really a devotional, but a different podcast that I listened to. um, And they were talking a little bit about Christmas and the reality that Bethlehem, the town where it was prophesied Jesus would be born, and then indeed he was, that that means house of bread. And then Jesus himself, as a baby, was placed in the manger in a feeding trough, feeding trough for the animals there. And later, of course, in his life, in the Gospel of John, we see Jesus calling himself the bread of life. And I was just so encouraged by that that small little reminder that even in these tiny details of Christmas, the Christmas story about, you know, where Jesus was born, how that came about, who he grew up to be, what he grew up to do, all of this, the whole package was orchestrated by God for a purpose. He knew ahead of time exactly what would happen, the good and the bad in his son's life. And we can celebrate that, and we should celebrate that this week at Christmas. Of course, let's be honest, we should celebrate this all the time, but most especially at Christmas. And so 
You know, that, that little reminder is not one of my tips that we're going to talk through today, but it it probably should be because when we're feeling like, oh my gosh, the family time is falling apart, the conflict has started, the drama has started, someone is crying or someone is yelling or just no one is smiling for the pictures, like I'm feeling grumpy. When all of this starts to happen, my friend, that is the perfect time to pause and just reflect on the actual meaning of Christmas. Because odds are it has basically nothing to do with whatever thing is is kind of getting that sand in the wheels of your family time together. And so pause and reflect and take a look at, at the lamb who was given, the son who was given, the bread that was given for us, the feast that we get to experience through life in Christ. Now, of course, hopefully, yes, the holidays, we hope that they are wonderful. Um, But let's dive into some specific ideas. Really, I'm going to talk through four ideas for what you can do before Christmas. So like right now, as you're prepping for the holiday, how do you avoid potential disaster? Um, And then four tips for after the holiday, or even maybe during the holiday, if things are falling apart or they did fall apart, what can you do to restore some relationships, to, um, you know, restore maybe the memories or, you know, but just to kind of move things forward in a healthy and peaceful direction. And before we dive into those tips, let me remind you of a free resource that is definitely connected with what we're talking about today. Um, so I have a 10 point conflict resolution checklist which might be really helpful if you're a little worried about the holidays, you know, maybe conflict has happened in the past, you're worried about it happening again. Um, You can download that for free, you know, print a copy and put it on your fridge if you need to. It is short and sweet um, and really helpful. I've worked through it with a lot of people in the counseling room and I want it to be helpful for you as well. So um, the conflict resolution checklist and all of our free resources are at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash free. And then of course there will be links in the description of this episode or the full show notes for this episode. You know, there's links all over the place. That's just how it works. (laughs) Um, And I will remind you of my disclaimer. I am a therapist, a family therapist, um, but This podcast is not therapy. It's not personal advice, professional advice. It is education and information and encouragement and hopefully helpful, but it's not therapy. There is, of course, a website or sorry, a page on the website um, with more details about counseling, mental health, how to get connected with a great counselor. Um, Again, the link's right there in the description for this episode. So with those resources in your back pocket, let's talk about these four tips for avoiding disaster this Christmas. And tip number one is to evaluate your expectations and make sure they're realistic. This is something that comes up a lot in my family because um, I think my mom and definitely myself, like, and maybe it's just a mom thing. I don't know. We have very high expectations for family time. Like what photos are we going to get? What activities are we going to do? How happy is everybody going to (laughs) be? Are we getting the right smile about all the right presents, the one that cost the most or the one that we were excited to give? And we need to evaluate ahead of time if we can. What am I expecting? What am I hoping for? What, What is kind of on my radar or on my agenda? And if it went wrong, 
if it didn't go the way that it looks in my head, I would be upset. I would be frustrated. Or, you know, I know someone else's expectations and I know they would be frustrated. Evaluate what those are and then try to clarify if needed so that they can be a bit more realistic. And that might be that might be changing the expectation, but most often I think it's, you know, it's perfectly fine to hope for everyone to smile when they open every present on Christmas morning. But kind of a reality check for ourselves would be having a plan or at least like acknowledging in advance that might not happen. If it doesn't happen, it's okay. You know, having kind of a pep talk for ourselves so that in the moment, it's not the first time that we've realized, ooh, it might not go as perfectly as I think it will go, as I hope that it will go. So I would really encourage you if you have even just a few minutes before whatever big Christmas events are happening um, to think through, what are you hoping for? What are you expecting? Is that realistic? Is it, is it on such a high pedestal that it's almost impossible that it will happen and therefore you need to be mentally prepared, emotionally prepared for responding to the real life Christmas that you have if it doesn't line up with that picture perfect Christmas that's in your head. And one maybe sub tip here, (laughs) if you struggle with this, if you know like, oh, there are these things that I want to be perfect. I know they could be if I just do everything right. If I just, you know, dot all the I's and cross all the T's, like everything will be perfect. If I get up at 3 a.m., I can make sure everything is perfect. Then uh, my friend, take that off yourself. Maybe enlist some help if that would make it more likely that things will happen the way you want them to. Um, And it might be really helpful to stay off social media through the next week. Like you don't need to see pictures of everyone else's perfect Christmas if you are stressing or disappointed or discouraged because your perfect Christmas didn't happen in the way you were hoping. Um, Now we all know in our heads, logically, the photos you see on social media, that is their like one perfect moment. They might have been screaming their heads off right before but they managed to get that perfect shot with everyone smiling. That's what you're going to post. We all know that in our heads. We can remind ourselves of that, encourage ourselves with that. But actually in the moment, seeing that picture, our emotions are typically going to respond kind of assuming or as if, well, that must have been what their whole Christmas was like and mine wasn't. And now we're running down the path of disappointment. Um, So if you're struggling with those expectations, the things you're hoping will be perfect, uh, that might be really helpful. It's just to stay off social media for a period of time or enlist some help um, or just have that kind of pep talk for yourself ready for if those expectations are not quite met. Now, my second tip here to avoid disaster during this Christmas holiday is to pray about it, to pray over not just like the big picture, you know, thank you, God, for sending your son and, you know, these amazing truths of theology and scripture. We can pray that. We should pray that. But God also wants to hear your regular day prayers of, you know, Lord, please help my kids to have a fun morning. Help me to have a happy attitude. Help each of us to be excited about the gifts that we get, but not fall into the temptation of greed and materialism and selfishness. Whatever your concerns are, you know your weaknesses, you know your kids, your husband, your extended family, 
you know the conflict that might come up and the different political parties, you know, that people might want to talk about or whatever. Lay all of that before the Lord. Name those concerns. Take them to the Lord. Cover those concerns, those potential conflicts. Cover them in prayer. And this is one you can do even in the moment. If you notice, like it's Christmas morning, ooh, this conversation is taking a turn toward disaster, like just pray in your head at that moment. Oh, Lord, please help me come up with something different to say or help uncle so-and-so to to bite his tongue. Like just help us to move in a different direction. You can pray ahead of time. You can pray during. That's going to be, it's going to be helpful. I mean, it's helpful because it changes our heart. Like it gets us focused in a different direction, but it's also helpful because our God is powerful and he loves us and he listens to our prayers and he can take action in ways that we cannot. He can work in your crazy uncle's heart and mind to lead him to bite his tongue or lead him to, I don't know, stub his toe so he doesn't start his diatribe about whatever. Like the Lord can do things that we cannot do. So tip number two, you want to avoid some disasters, pray about it. Tip number three. So as you're praying, this might be a good time to do it. Um, Prep ahead of time for any topics or situations that you know, maybe from past experience, are likely to create stress or conflict or trouble. You know, if you're getting extended family together, what have been the hot button issues in the past? Or, you know, you know your kids, they had some things on their wish list that Santa's not going to bring them this year. You know it, you couldn't afford it, or you chose not to get it for them. You know they're going to maybe be disappointed. Prep ahead of time for kind of almost like asking yourself, what might go wrong? What is likely to go wrong? What is likely to create disappointment or conflict? And what can I do or say that would change that outcome? What can I do to move our conversations in a pleasant direction, in an encouraging direction, so that somebody else doesn't sidetrack things toward these hot button topics? Or what can I do? What can I say for my child when I know they're going to be disappointed that they didn't get that gift that they wanted? Or whatever it is that's unique to your family. But if you know in advance, XYZ are some potential problem areas, then prep for that. Prep ahead of time. How can I avoid that? How can I handle that? What can I say? What can I do? That will give you more confidence going into the day, going into the situation. Um, And it, you know, it makes it more likely that you will actually avoid whatever conflict or difficulty it is that you are concerned about. You not only will have that, that confidence going into it, but you might actually come up with a plan that is successful. And then tip number four for avoiding the disaster is a little bit similar. It involves some prep work, but kind of on the opposite side of the coin. So yes, you want to prepare for areas or topics that you know are likely to create problems. Prepare for that, figure out what to do about it, but also prepare ahead of time with items of gratitude, things that you can talk about, can share, can compliment others about that you know are going to make people smile. They're going to keep things focused in in the right direction, in a positive and peaceful direction. The reality is disaster is far less likely when people feel appreciated. When there is a vibe of positivity and 
even just one person has an attitude of like, this is amazing. This is wonderful. I'm so glad you're here. Oh my gosh, you just, you look amazing. I love that sweater. Look at that present. It's huge. I mean, you know, you can infuse energy and enthusiasm and encouragement and gratitude into the morning, into the evening, into the dinner, into whatever it is that you're doing at Christmas. And that can go a long way. It's almost like a little protective bubble that you can put. Um, maybe that's just around yourself and your own heart of not getting pulled into these horrible conversations. But most likely it's a bubble that's going to be broader than just yourself and protective of that family time or that time with friends or that outing or whatever it is. So those are a few tips for avoiding disaster, for avoiding um, some pain and disappointment on Christmas. You want to have realistic expectations. You want to pray about the things that concern you prep ahead of time for possible hot topic areas or situations and be prepared ahead of time also with areas of gratitude and encouragement and enthusiasm that can shape the attitude and the atmosphere of your Christmas holiday. But then let's be realistic. Sometimes we do all the right things and things still fall apart. Uh, sometimes we don't do all the right things and they still fall apart. Um, it is not about placing blame or figuring out, oh, I should have done this or I wish I had done that. But let's be realistic and talk about some ideas for what to do after the Christmas holiday if you're struggling, if you are disappointed with how things went or um, angry at someone or frustrated about something. How can we turn that corner after the holiday to restore those relationships and that sense of peace going into the new year? So tip number one in this area, the aftermath of things falling apart, is to take time to reflect on the positive. Reflect on what did go well. What did you enjoy about the holiday? And this can be really powerful because so often when we're feeling disappointed or feeling angry or things didn't go the way that we wanted, it's so easy to focus on the negative. All the things that went wrong. I wish I had done this. I can't believe they said that. And if that's where your heart and your mind are focused, you're going to keep struggling. You're not going to have a peaceful home. You're not going to enjoy those relationships. There's not going to be restoration because it's too negative of a place. But the reality of almost every interaction you're going to have at Christmas and probably throughout the rest of the year as well, but we're talking about Christmas right now. The reality is there are some things that went well, that were fun, that made you smile, that were enjoyable, or maybe things that could have made you smile if in the moment you hadn't been distracted by all those negative thoughts and emotions. So take time to reflect on and think about what did go well? What did you enjoy? What was a good part of the holiday? And that's the part you want to rehearse in your mind. If you are having trouble, like stop thinking about, stopping thinking about that negative experience or that fight that people had, stop thinking about that and think instead about the incredible meal that your mom made or that wonderful gift that your aunt gave to your kids and they just were so happy. Those are the things to ruminate on and to sit in and to enjoy after the holiday. Even if there's like only three great memories and there's 30 bad memories, 
you still get to choose. Am I going to think about the 30 bad things or the three good things? And uh, it's going to make a big difference in how you're feeling and in the dynamic of the relationship. And then tip number two, after things might fall apart, is to take time for yourself to recharge and refresh. This might be some quiet time with God. This might be some time outside of the house. Like you're just frustrated with how things went. You need to get out for a while, some alone time or self-care time. Um, Or it might be some time investing in a relationship that was maybe a little bit bruised during the holiday, having a fun family night or some sort of activity to reconnect with people. You know, it it really is going to depend on your personality and how you refresh and recharge and depend on what went wrong and, and where things kind of fell apart. But take some time, invest some time to refresh and restore, to get quiet, to rest, or, you know, to have fun, like to do something that is going to reset that relationship, your own heart, your own attitude, whatever relationship had some trouble, you want to rest and reset so that you can move forward. Tip number three, as you're trying to recover from the holiday, is once again, to pray. My friend, we need to pray over pain and hurt. We can pray over disappointment. We need to seek peace, peace in our own heart and forgiveness and reconciliation in relationships. And it really doesn't matter what happens during the holiday that might go wrong. If there's a big argument or there's a lot of selfishness and just bad attitudes, it could, you know, your your travel gets disrupted and you can't go visit the people you wanted to go visit. There's all sorts of things that could go wrong. And instead of letting that distract you or discourage you, this is a great time to pray. And honestly, (laughs) I find that when I am recovering from um, some conflict or some disappointment, and not just at the holidays, but any time, and I start to pray about what happened, that is often when the Lord does his deepest work in me. Because I usually... Now, maybe you don't do this, but I find that I usually start the process by grumbling about the other person. You know, I can see everything they did that was wrong or inappropriate or discouraging. You know, they shouldn't have said this. They shouldn't have done that. They should have been more thankful. They should have blah, 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 blah. And as I pray about it, the Holy Spirit starts working in my heart. Doesn't mean that it justifies other people's behaviors or words, you know, if they really genuinely did do something wrong. But it does mean that the Holy Spirit wants me to look at how did I impact what happened? What sin do I need to confess? What log is in my own eye that I need to deal with before I start trying to address the speck in my brother's eye? And as we pray, and, and lay these emotions before the Lord and cry out to him or yell at him or whatever we need to do to get that out and wrestle through it with the power of the spirit, we will find peace. The Lord is very clear in his word in uh, Philippians 4 and in other places as well, that he can give us peace that does not make any sense in a worldly perspective. He can give peace that surpasses human 
understanding. And you might genuinely walk away from your Christmas with some real hurt, some real pain, some real disappointment or broken relationships or just reminders of broken relationships or grief or all sorts of genuinely hard and painful things. And yet the Lord can give peace. And so tip number three is to pray. Pray over what happened. Pray for peace in your own heart, peace in your relationships. And if forgiveness or reconciliation is needed, prayer is going to need to be a huge part of that because forgiveness is simply not something we can do on our own. We might be able to forgive like these tiny little hurts that, you know, oh, it hurt my pride. It pricked me, but it really wasn't that big of a deal. But when it's a deeper hurt or a longer lasting hurt, we need the Lord's healing touch if we are going to successfully forgive and reconcile and move forward. And finally, tip number four, if you're struggling during the holiday or after the holiday, is to protect against a root of bitterness taking hold in your heart. And again, some of these same tips are going to help with that. If you're focusing on the good, you know, what did go well, what did you enjoy, that's going to protect against bitterness. If you're praying over the situation, if you are allowing time for recharging and refreshing and and you're not just busy, 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 go, 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 stress, 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 all of these things are going to protect against that root of bitterness. And often at the end of the day, when we're trying to go to sleep at night and we can't stop thinking about this thing that happened, this thing that went wrong, a lot of times at that point, we, through the grace of God, have a chance to direct our thoughts toward the opposite of bitterness. So yes, you want to focus on gratitude, you want to pray, you want to do all these things that help you protect against a root of bitterness. But ultimately, it comes down to a choice. Are you going to choose to trust God, to follow God, to cling to God when the things around you maybe don't make any sense, when bitterness from a worldly perspective is justified? And it makes sense. And it might even feel good in the moment. It's like scratching that itch where you're like, yes, I I like to dwell in my miseries. There, there are times when that feels good, but that doesn't actually mean that it is good. And so whatever you need to do during the moment, in the moment of the holiday, after the holiday to protect against that root of bitterness is going to be worth it for the relationship. Yeah, of course, but also for yourself, for loving yourself, caring for yourself, Moving forward in your own heart and your own mind, you need to protect against the root of bitterness. So my friends, that is what I have for us today. Some tips to avoid disaster, some tips to handle like the aftermath of disaster. And I hope that your Christmas is wonderful. I hope that you will hop into our Facebook group and share with us what you're doing for the holidays. We're going to be talking about that all week, just sharing ideas and encouragements and, you know, our favorite activities to do with our kids and sharing prayer requests and reminding each other of the very things that we are talking about today. So I hope if you're not in the group, you will join us. If you are in the group, I hope you will join us, but not at the expense of family time because a Facebook group is fun, but it is no replacement for face-to-face family and friends, you know, sitting down together and sharing a meal and sharing stories and holiday experiences. So 
join us when you can, (laughs) but spend your time with your people, praising God, celebrating God. Let me close out with a reminder of a few other episodes that we have done that might additionally be helpful if you're struggling at the holidays. And I will have links to all of these in the show notes for today. So kind of the blog style of everything we just talked about. You can find that at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 109. But there are some earlier episodes that I will link to in case they will be helpful. So um, way back when in episode 54, and then the Friday Faith follow up that week as well, that was last year at the holidays, we talked about how to enjoy a family gathering without all the family drama. And then our faith follow up was about finding forgiveness and reconciliation um, after some family drama. (laughs) Um, Episode 60 is what if you are the only one trying five steps to setting goals and creating change in your family relationships. So if you're feeling stuck, um, like nobody else is putting in the effort, that will be a really encouraging and helpful episode. And then finally, I would point you to episode 69, which was called Daily Sacrifice is the Reality of a Christian Mom. But how do we do it joyfully? Um, That was one that I actually got a lot of positive feedback from. It really hit home with a lot of um, a lot of our listeners, a lot of our community back when that aired for the first time. And so, you know, if it was meaningful, then it's probably still meaningful today Uh, because being a mom is hard. Even the holidays, it's a lot of work to make for a good holiday experience. And we want to do it with joy. So that was episode 54, 60, and then 69. Those might be helpful for you. And we will be back on Friday as we get even closer to the new year, (laughs) or to, I should say, to Christmas, and then following that will be the new year. Um, So we will be back on Friday with a short Christmas devotional, Um, just some, some thoughts looking at the story in scripture, some encouragement for you, short and sweet because I don't want to take you away from your family, but getting a few encouraging reminders about who Jesus is and what he has done. Well, that's always helpful, but definitely right before Christmas. So friends, hop back in on Friday. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you have not done that yet, because that way it will just pop right up in your library of whatever app you're using to listen to your podcast. And my last reminder for you as we depart is, uh, is to ask you to leave a review of the show. If you have been listening to the Love Your People Well podcast for any length of time, you might have already done this, but if you haven't, I would love to see that five-star review. You know, if it's not five stars, maybe send me an email. Let me know what you want me to change. <laughs> but I would love to see that review, see what is meaningful to you about the podcast, um, and just get your feedback. That's an encouragement to me, and it helps the show grow. And so um, just a reminder there for a few of those logistics for the podcast. Subscribe leave a review, hop on the website to grab all the resources. There is a lot of good stuff for you. And we'll be back on Friday. And until then, hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon.